0: Hello, everyone. This is Crystal with We Are Magic, and this is another podcast episode. Today, we are going to tackle the subject of perfectionism. Yes, perfectionism. I'm going to do my best not to slam my hand on the table. Let me give you a warning. This is why. Because of this new setup I have that, you know, is holding the mic and keeping me from, you know, smacking it or whatever. And I can talk with my hands now. When it happens, you know, you're infinite. Just act like it's a, oh, am um. <laughs> such a nurse. Hey, there it is. No matter what I do. Well, we're just going to run with it, okay? Because you know nothing's perfect and look what we're talking about today perfectionism let me tell you how bad it is with me and i don't know if you relate to this um i know some people have ocd my son has it i know a lot of my friends who have it it can go from one extreme to another it could be more than just scrubbing a house and having everything perfectly placed in certain areas chairs dishes I have a friend at my job who, his desk, when we were in the office, we're remote working now, but when we were in the office, his desk was immaculate. So, what I would do every once in a while, I would, I mean, <laughs> I would move things to where it wouldn't mess up his desk, but I would strategically place them in certain areas, like his tape and his stapler were in a certain area. So I'd switch it. I would just switch them. That's all. I'll bloop, bloop. put little certain things. Post a note and pens would be over there. I would move him slightly. He caught it every time. Like it was amazing. <laughs> Gosh, this guy. So there are certain people where they just cannot have disorder. I am not that person. Okay. My issue is, and I don't know if you relate to this, but this is how I am. My perfectionism goes like this. I want to get something done, especially my work. When it comes to my work or when it comes to scheduling my day, planning my day, if it does not go the way I want, I'm a failure. Instead of just doing what I can, I won't do anything at all. Clothes didn't get washed that day. Well, why not just wash half the load? If it. I'm not doing it. I'm not doing it at all. With my workload, I like to keep my workload at a minimum. Like I like to keep on top of it. I don't like being behind. And when I get behind, let's say I get sick or we get a bunch of claims in, or let's say I went on vacation recently, but it really wasn't a vacation. It was just like a couple of days off, you know, and then there was the weekend and ugh, let's not talk about it. Well, cause we had a holiday. So it kind of, you know, If anything, I took three days off, if that, of the week. Well, I'm behind and nothing's late. But to me, the to-do list of what I need to complete is so overwhelming. It stops me in my tracks to where I'm just like, I can't do this. I just can. And sometimes I will go completely the opposite direction and I'll workhorse myself to death and I will just... Tediously bust everything out to try to get caught up. And then guess what happens, guys? We get uh, mentally fatigued. Sometimes we get so stressed that we make ourselves sick. Our immune system will drop. So, yeah, so what happens is if I overwork myself to try to compensate being what I call behind perfectionism, I will make myself sick. And guess what happens after that? Well, now I got to take off. So I just did all that for nothing, right? So that's what I'm talking about with perfectionism. Again, this is We Are Magic. I'm Crystal. I'm always going to be transparent with you. I will tell you my shortcomings and what I battle and what I go through because I know I'm not alone in this. You have the other perfectionists where their life is just so on point that I could just and you know, those are goals to me. I would love to be that. I like when I go to certain people's homes like my mom and my sister or shout out to my friend Tara. And to other people whose house is spotless, they may have a dish in there in their sink or something, or (laughs) maybe they didn't mop that day. But I walk into their house and it's immaculate. And, oh, excuse the house, Crystal. What? Like, I could never, (laughs) you could never just drop by my house. I would be (laughs) be horrified. (laughs) So yeah, goals for me. My mom, to this day, she is 69 years old and she's very, very active. You know, she's tall like me. She she just doesn't look or act her age. Now, she does have some health concerns where, you know, she didn't take care of herself or whatever. But she's very blessed to still be here. And I'm I'm just so grateful to have her. But I always looked up to my mother. She was the one that she would rise before the sun. She would have breakfast waiting for us by 6 a.m. when we woke up to the alarm clock when we were kids because we had to be up about 6 o'clock in the morning. Sometimes before, when I got to high school, man, I had to be at the bus at 6.30, so that's when I learned how to wake up at 5 in the morning. But even when that happened, when I was a teenager and I was in high school, she would be up. I would wake up, brush my teeth. By the time I got out of the bathroom and was ready for school, By no later than six o'clock in the morning, breakfast was on the table as she was already washing dishes, cleaning the house and getting ready before she went to work. So I aspired to be like my mother and she was always cleaning and always moving and always doing things. So when the health issues started happening with me, I felt like I couldn't measure up to this expectation of me wanting to be my mother. It's not her fault. It was passed down to her with her her mother. You know, she told me anytime she would sit down or relax as a kid, her mom called her lazy. So, (laughs) sorry, Grandma, I don't mean to put you out like that. She's passed on. She's transitioned. But uh, it affected mom in a negative way where she has to be doing something or she's lazy. Like, she's just sitting there with me, chatting it up, watching TV or something. And she, like, oh, let me stop being lazy and go do something. Because, again, her whole childhood, that's what she was taught. And then she carried that negative. Because it was negative. It was, my mom wasn't being lazy. She was sitting down. So, another lazy bone in this lady's body. And she carried that through the rest of her life. And so now she's 69 and... I think she's realizing that she has nervous energy and honey, there's nothing left to scrub. I remember one time when I I had my apartment, my mom is the type of person who would come to my house and just start doing stuff, start cleaning, start washing dishes, start doing stuff. It was a weekend. I cleaned my apartment from top to bottom, right? I had wiped down the cabinets. I cleaned everything off. There was nothing she could do if she came to visit me. So one morning, because I used to work evenings, one morning I was like, hey, mom, I made a pot of coffee. You want to come out and chill with me? And she's like, on my way, because she loves coffee like I do. And she sat down. She went straight to the kitchen. I didn't say nothing. I was like, <laughs> And she, sorry guys, I'm hitting the table, and she was, she went upstairs to see if there was laundry to do. She was all over my apartment, so she sat down, and she looked perplexed, she was just like, and so I gave her her coffee, I said, hi, sit down, chat, relax. I've done everything in this apartment. There's nothing you can scrub or clean or declutter or wash. I have done all the things, mother. So sit down and visit like a normal human. Just sit and relax and talk to me. How are you doing? How are things? And so She's like, fine. And she has this nervous energy and she's looking around and then she does this. She looks for cobwebs. I've already got them you know, I've already took the broom to the, you know, it was high, high ceiling. So I took the broom and got a hold of all, <laughs> did all the things. You can tell you this woman did? It wasn't 10 minutes into the conversation. She wasn't, but I could tell she was just looking for something to just, you know, and I'm just chatting it up with her and stuff. And then she looks over at my window and she goes, when was the last time you washed your curtains? I was like, you Oh my mom oh my god my curtains she found something she found something and that's what I'm talking about with her perfectionism her perfectionism nothing can be dirty you know I would say she's a germaphobe she washes her hands a million times a day before you know Dorona even happened this girl was constantly washing her hands and now I'm noticing I'm doing it no matter what I do now when you're handling food and stuff <laughs> it's always our hands are oh I mean I'm surprised my hands still look okay. I need a lotion no more. But yeah, that's how she was when she was in her 20s. You know, back when Avon was a thing, she would do these little facial things to herself. Now she's in her 20s. And I would sit there and just watch her, you know, because she was my hero. First, she would wash her face, right? Scrub it. And then she would steam it. Like she'd take this really, really hot boiling water and in this big pot. And then (laughs) she would pour that into a bowl. And she would put her face over it and put the towel over her and the bowl and steam her face. And if she'd come up, her face is red as hell. And then, and then she would put like a mask on, leave that on there, take that off. So what she was doing was opening up her pores and she wanted that mask to get into her pores, right? So then... After that, she would take that off and then she would rinse her face real good. She would take a clean towel and pat it dry and then she would put some Avon moisturizer on it and rub it all over her neck. And she said, say, Crystal, what you want to do, I got to look at myself, what you want to do is you want to go up. You don't want to pull your face down. You want to go up. <laughs> she's doing all these things. and I mean, she's all over her face. And I'm looking at her And I said, Mom, why are you doing all this? And she was like, I, for wrinkles. No, she's in her 20s. And I said, she's like, I don't want wrinkles. And I said, but Mom, you're young. You don't have wrinkles. She said, I'm preventing wrinkles, Crystal. I'm preventing. And she did. She got her first wrinkle, I swear, in her late 50s. And she was devastated. She was like, (gasps) Crystal, oh my God, I look old. She just doesn't age like normal people. So when she when she was in her late 50s and she finally got a wrinkle, I was like, mom, like it's time for that to happen. She's like, no, I'm old now. And it was just so freaking cute. And she still looks amazing. This woman can work circles around me. I'm saying all this just to say, that's how I wanted to be. And there was just something inside of me fighting that. I was, it was just, I, I tried so hard when I was little to help keep the house up for her because, you know, she worked a really hard job. She was a, a housekeeper in a hotel. And, you know, they, those rooms, they, I've done that. I did that in Baltimore when I lived there in the 90s. And that's a hard job. And when you're cleaning like 25 freaking rooms, i mean cleaning like you know stripping the beds you have to vacuum the whole free- we did that last but what you do you strip the bed change the sheets you know do all that stuff and then you got to wipe down everything you got to wipe down mirrors the headboard the dresser that's in there clean the closets all the things you got to do right yeah go to the bathroom and you got to scrub all that so You got to wipe the whole shower wall down and the bathtub. And you got to scrub the shower curtain. I mean, we did this back in the day. The toilets, everything. Couldn't have streaks on the mirror. So that was a process. It was a certain thing you had to do with that. And then by the time all that was said and then you take all the stuff, because um, what I would do or how they trained me was strip the beds down and take all the towels and everything. Because you'd have two pillowcases, two or three, sometimes four, and you just shove all the stuff in the pillowcases, and the laundry would come pick it up. So I would get that done immediately, so the laundry wouldn't have to wait on me. As soon as I walked in, I'd strip everything down, have it sitting out there in the hallway for them. They loved me. And not everybody loved me. I had some hating ass bitches, but that always happens. And then um, I would do all that, and by the time I was done... By the end of it, once I knew the bathroom was swept and mopped and scrubbed and bright and stuff, you know, we cleaned trash cans, we scrubbed those out, we did everything. Then we vacuumed and they wanted lines in the carpet. Do that to 25 rooms. Do that. I mean, by the time you got home, you were exhausted. And mom, the superwoman, would come home with that stuff. She'd maybe sit for a little bit, but, you know, she felt lazy And then she would jump right up, and uh, she would start cleaning the house and getting dinner ready for us. And I'm, I'm not her. I realized it took me till about 43 to realize, you're not your mother. That's the problem. Her grandmother was very, very OCD, my Blackfoot grandmother. Mom said that was the most spotless house she's ever seen in her life. Like They were afraid to even walk around in there. She would make them clean if they did anything. My grandmother's house, her mom, she's one of those people. Oh, sorry about the mess. There was no mess. Like, (laughs) I used to go through my grandma's house when she was alive. I'm like, I'm going to find something I'll place, grandma. She's like, go on. And I would run through her entire house and it was spotless. I mean, the dishes, everything. I mean, she didn't have a lot of clutter. And, And living in New York, less is more here. Okay, less is more depending on, you know, how rich you are and what kind of apartment you live in. But, you know, I live in this standard apartment <laughs> in New York City, being from West Virginia. Everything's bigger. The apartment's are bigger. The house is bigger. Everything's bigger, especially in Charleston. So I brought a lot of West Virginia stuff with me, and I'm still decluttering. Like, I really got to let stuff go if I'm not using it. If I haven't used it in a year, it and if it's hiding in a closet, what do, what do I have it for? If it's not out, if it's not bringing me happiness, why do I have it? But the perfectionism in me is like, I may need it one day. Cause my mom's a boomer, you know, and her mother went through the great depression and all that stuff. So you pass that stuff down. Like, you know, don't throw it away. You may need it. So they passed that down to Gen X. Oh, it's so annoying. And then God forbid you do need something one day you threw away finally. And you're like, oh my God, I knew I shouldn't throw it away. I knew I shouldn't have done that. And now it's created some type of program in your mind to where you're a clutter bug again. You start holding on to everything because I may need this. I may need this saucer for one day. I may need this plant holder. I may need, bruh. it's annoying. And so I've noticed lately If I don't do step A, B, C, D, E, or if I don't check off the to-do list, the failure complex pops in my head, right? And then I'm just like, well, why do I even try? Will I even do it? And I just go into depression. Then what happens when you go into depression? Well, then you don't do anything. So now you're depressed and you're seeing your laundry piling up. You're seeing your dishes that's still not washed. You're seeing stuff on the floor. You haven't swept you haven't mopped, you haven't scrubbed. And all of these programs of seeing OCD neat freak people in your life. And you're like, I'm not them. And then you start judging yourself, right? Oh, I'm lazy. I'm pathetic. I'm embarrassed. I can't have friends over. I can't have this. I can't have that. And it, that spills over to your work. And then you're depressed, you're at work, and you're thinking about all the stuff you need to do at home and what needs done and how you're going to get this done when you get home. And then you're mentally exhausted once the day is over with and nothing is accomplished and you go to bed just so angry with yourself because you didn't get the things done. Now, to-do lists serve a purpose because they keep you in line. They keep you on track. But maybe instead of several million things on your to-do list, do three okay do three and guess what if the three don't get done you got tomorrow okay we have 24 hours in the day eight over eight hours is spent normally on the workplace if you're entrepreneur it's even more and when I first started we are magic I would like log on at six o'clock six 30 in the morning with my regular job try to do something like because I have a hour long lunch work on We Are Magic stuff, film, do whatever. I used to do tarot and stuff like that. And then after work, do more We Are Magic stuff and then try to fit in. My son back in the day, my youngest one was in football and he's in all these athletic things and I was so grateful when he started driving. But I would try to fit all this stuff in and it was difficult. It was hard. It was very, very challenging and still be a good wife make sure dinner's on the table, make sure dishes are washed. I had two pit bulls, three cats, cleaning litter, all stuff. You're like, what was your husband doing? Yeah, because I had an office job. He thought I did nothing. But let me explain something to you guys who work, you know, physical labor and then us people who type all day. Um, We are still mentally exhausted. We are still dealing with stressful situations. We are still dealing with deadlines and mental fatigue, emotional fatigue. We still deal with those things. We bring, the mind is all. You may be physically exhausted, but we are also mentally exhausted, which makes us physically exhausted. So lighten up, okay? Just feel bad for a person who, you know, is physically wearing herself out, you know, for over eight hours a day, and I would feel horrible to ask him to help me with anything. <laughs> my mom did everything, and my dad laid on the couch when he got home. I grew up to that stuff. I grew up watching that type of stuff my whole life. Dad did not help my mom he didn't lift a finger with her, and um, he cooked every once in a while because he thought he was a chef. That's what I grew up with, and I just carried that program into my life so you know it was okay for me you know it's i just felt horrible if i had to ask my husband to do anything like you know he shouldn't have to do anything because he's been working hard all day and he would tell me crystal if you need help let me know but remember he also made fun of me for sitting on my ass and typing all day so my ex-mother-in-law was also perfection like house immaculate. Everything had its place. She was just, and beautiful. I'm surrounded by people that I aspire to be like, but my soul deep down is like, absolutely not sis. You're not going to clean your whole entire life. We're not going to do that. You know, we got a life to live. So yeah. And plus guys, if you're struggling with any type of health issues, your body comes first, your health comes first, rest comes first. Cause if you're not rested, you'll break yourself down. Your brain needs (sighs) oxygen. We're shallow breathers. Meditate. Go within. I did that first thing this morning and it's helped me. It's helped me today. And I need to do that every morning and every night, right before I go to bed, I need to meditate and just be present and receive the information from the divine on what i need to work on accomplish maybe they just want to say hello i love you but you need to rest your brain you need to relax you need to take care of yourself okay with that being said if you're struggling with perfectionism to the point where you don't want to get anything done like if you miss one deadline or you don't check off a to-do list and you completely shut down emotionally, emotionally, mentally, physically, I see you and I understand. And I understand for the deep people. I understand. I understand. And I (laughs) overstand. See, there it is again. I think it's just Not only are we dealing with our false perceptions and expectations of what we think perfection is and how we're supposed to show up in this reality, but we are also dealing with what people think about us when it comes to perfectionism. And that's the issue. I hear planes coming. That's the issue. So not only are you struggling with your inner turmoil and what you perceive as right or good, or perfect, but then you're also struggling with, well, what do they think about me? What are they thinking? I'm lazy. Are they thinking I'm lacking? Are they thinking I'm not being the best person? Are they? Ego. It's ego. Perfectionism, ego. Again, they say kill it. We, I, I believe you have to heal it. You heal your ego. What we definitely need to let go one with perfectionism is the past. The past is gone. That timeline is done. That season ended 20 years ago. So now we're in a new season, right? This is why I tell you to stay present because when you stay present, you can be excited about the future because you are actively co-creating with the universe, your reality and your existence. Because again, you are a creator in human flesh, having a human experience Again, okay, for the religious people that, you know, do not agree with my message, scroll on. You're not, I'm so tired of the comments of how, you know, Jesus loves me, but yet I'm still going to burn in hell. So just scroll on, guys. If you don't, I if I don't agree with someone, I just scroll. I, I don't even comment. I don't care how ridiculous, how false the information is. I just go, oh God, and I scroll on. So that's all you do. I was a Christian my entire life. You're not going to change me back over. You're just not going to do it. Not after everything I found out. You're not going to do it. I'm not saying I don't have a personal relationship with Yahusha HaMashiach. I'm not saying that. I love him. Jay was not in Hebrew. Jay was not a letter. So you're, you're saying a false name. And if you are getting healed in that name, if you are working miracles in that name, then guess how that's happening? Because it's coming from you, which proves who right? Me, which means your faith and your intention. I don't care whose name you say. If you fully believe in that, if that is your foundation, you'll have what you say. I mean, again, look it up. There's too much free information out here for you not to just go with whatever your parents and your grandparents have been pushing on you for your entire life. So that was a little public service announcement. I'm not here to debate. Again, I have read the whole Bible. I have read King James. I've read New King James. I have read New International Version, or English Standard Version. I have read the Sefer. I have read Lost Books. I've read the Apocrypha. Quit it. All I have to say is look up the Council of Nicaea. And you'll see how they created the Messiah in their image and how they wanted him to show up and what he's supposed to look like and how he's supposed to act. They've taken stuff out. That's why they're like, well, God ordained. No, men. The Council of Nicaea was a bunch of men, okay? And it's when Rome, who were pagan at the time, you know, they served Roman gods like Mars and all them, you know, the planets. And then they had the Hebrews over here and the Abrahamic people. You know, not just the Hebrews. You know, you had Muslims and all of them. That's the Abrahamic religion, all in one. And they thought, you know what? (laughs) Let's take our traditions and our holidays and mix it up with theirs and create this religion called Christianity. Boom. And so they changed the Messiah's name. They changed the way he looked. They changed the way the Hebrews looked. They made him into Roman images and Constantine and all them. And boom, now you have Christianity. So now you have Christmas. You know, the Messiah was not born on, in December. He was not. You know, they got rid of the feast days and they turned them all into their holidays. It's out there. I don't ha- I'm not going to, I'm not telling you oh, where you find this at. Read it, look it up yourself. I'm not doing it for you. Because my perfectionism did that to me. I read so much. Trying to prove to myself, like this can't be true. This this is not true. But spirit pulled me out of it. You see Kalima and Shiva Shiva back here. Well, I'm not Hindu either. I'm not Hindu. I'm not Vedic or anything like that. I'm not a Buddhist. I'm not a Bruha. I wouldn't even consider myself a witch. I'm not any of those things. I'm crystal. Having a human experience. So my perfectionism just took me straight into, which there's, you're supposed to seek wisdom. And I'm glad I did, but I was doing it in an ego sense, meaning I wanted to learn it all. I wanted to be able to debate. I wanted to throw scriptures in people's faces and stuff because I was very judgmental back in the day. I was the type of person to tell you you was going to hell and you're serving the wrong God too. So I get it. So that's why I will entertain it for a little bit because I have set my intention with spirit. If someone is seeking wisdom and they want to know the truth, you could send them to me. But if you're coming to debate me and argue with me, move on. I'll just block you because I I don't have time for that. I'm not here. If your spirit is meant to not wake up, if your spirit is meant to die in religion and fear and control by a God, which the most high would never ever tell you to go into a tribe of people, of innocent people, and kill them, take their women, rape them, kill their kids, kill the babies, take their flock. That's men, that's humans did that. The The most high is not concerned about human shenanigans. The most high is not manipulative. The most high isn't ruled by human emotions or ego. So think about that. And like I told this one guy that came for me, I said, well, you know, the Messiah, who you call Jesus, came to pull us out of religion. And not what you see in the Bible. Like, he was a whole mystic. Like, he was out here. That's why they called him a magician and a liar and this. And they killed him for it. So even if he came back today and did these wonderful, miraculous things, you would say he was a devil worshiper. You would say he was practicing an abomination. You would say all these horrible things about him. Because... The Pharisees were the religious people, the judging people, the people that told you you weren't doing things right and God's mad at you and you're going to go to hell about it. And then you get the government involved, and now you have religion and government ruling a class of people and using fear tactics and you're going to go to hell and God's mad at you and you're a sinner. And I know I went off on a tangent with perfection. I'm supposed to be talking about perfectionism, but this is what my spirit does. All I'm saying is seek wisdom. Seek wisdom. Your pineal gland is not a demon or was created by the devil. The Most High created everything, even that energy you called the devil. The Most High did that. But, you know, why? Because, again, the Most High is just experiencing life as everyone and everything. Everywhere, all at once. All right, that's all I'm gonna say. <laughs> i say. They get so mad at me. It's it's fine. I used to get mad too. It was so triggering. Don't you talk about my Jesus. You know, like God needs your help in defending them. Yeah, I said them because we need to make <laughs> man in the image of our likeness. So our image. So we, it's not just a bunch of men or male entities up there. We're here for a reason. So before patriarchy, it was matriarchy. So I'm just saying there was a goddess and she's mentioned in the Bible. They called her Asherah, queen of heaven. So if God's the king of heaven, there's a queen of heaven. But perfectionism will tell you well, I'm lying and that's not true because your pastor didn't tell you that. Well, go on and read about it then. You know, Do what you need to do if you don't believe me. It's fine. I'm just telling you, if you come to debate me, I will block you. It even says in the Bible not to debate with people. So why are you debating for it? If they told you not to do it, they did. If they told you not to debate, why are you doing it for? You're just breaking the law. <laughs> and I'm a woman. I'm not supposed to be teaching the Bible anyway. So why are you even entertaining me? I'm just a pathetic pathetic woman that just caused all this bad stuff. To <laughs> so ridiculous. My God, we are so ridiculous. Just want to let you know about perfectionism. <laughs> I did not mean to get on religion. I'm so sorry. I just, I gotta, I gotta bring it up. When I get attacked, I gotta bring this shit up. I, I just, it's giving you, so don't do it. I do know scripture. I don't care how many times you pull out Romans. I don't care how many times you pull out Deuteronomy. I've read it a million times. I'm not, well, not a million, but I've read it since I was 10 years old. That's how long, I I mean, 10. When I got molested, first thing I did was go to the Bible because I was going to kill myself. So I do appreciate it. I do appreciate the foundation of it because it did stop me from killing myself at 10 years old. I do appreciate the foundation of it. But after that, after you've read it and you've studied and you go deeper and deeper and then you find out that they've twisted words in the Bible and they've taken chapters out and they've added stuff to and they've did all these things, they don't even believe in what they're preaching at you guys. Because if they did, they wouldn't do the most wicked, vile, horrific shit they've been doing in all their days. So all I'm saying is, do you, boo. Live as thy will. Okay? All right, so let me tell you how perfectionism is plaguing my life right now. For starters, this is a second video that I'm adding to this because I felt like the first video didn't suffice, if that makes sense, all right? So, this is the second day. Like, I even, so I hung this up because I only wore this for the camera, and plus I have like a Teams meeting today, so, you know, I gotta be a bad bitch when I'm doing a meeting. Perfectionism, so yeah, I wanna explain to you other things that I start with that you have heard me complain about on my podcast, all okay? right planes flying over while I'm recording hate it. hate it, hate it, hate it, hate it. I just feel like it's it's just not professional, it's just not to my standards of podcast recording. <laughs> I guess I want my bedroom in New York City in Manhattan to sound like a studio. That's impossible. I mean, I could try to soundproof this room, but y'all, from New Yorkers, you already know. Like, Come on, it's an older building. That's just not going to happen. So this is the growth. This is the beginning baby steps of my channels. In two or three more years, you'll see how far I've come. Like I hear planes flying over, any noise outside, sirens, yelling fighting there's a couple somewhere I wish I knew where they were but it's just leave each other already you know just I mean I've been in those relationships where it's a yelling match every day and it's just not a vibe it's not fun I you know mentally destroyed that place that universe doesn't exist anymore it's gross um, it's an end of a season the chapter that I don't want to revisit so when I hear this It takes me back to a past energy that no longer exists. And that's why I'm talking about healing trauma and things. I'm just sending love and energy to this person that's in this horrific relationship that I'm hearing. The constant yelling and arguing and screaming and crying It's just so bad. So yeah, if you're in a situation like that, that's not normal. I know people will tell you, well, no relationship is perfect. Yeah, but you shouldn't be walking on eggshells either or living in fear or just waking up dreading the day because what are they going to be pissed off about? It's called, you're in an abusive, narcissistic relationship. I'm sorry, but you are. And if you're on the path to healing, I am no, I'm venturing off. This is what channeling does, guys. If you're on the path of healing, you're not, this person's going to get worse. They're going to get worse. You can manifest yourself to death, but if your higher self wants you out of that situation, you will get a tower moment and you'll be removed, whether you like it or not. That's what I went through. Get out of that relationship. If you're getting yelled at and berated and degraded and ridiculed and ugh, get out of it. So I know the planes are coming. I hear it. So my perfectionism, what I used to do, I would just pause the video or stop it or I would just let it happen and listen while I'm editing and I would cut it out and start over because it gets really loud. So yeah, that's a thing. I am on the path of healing from an autoimmune disease called Crohn's as you see, I am not saying I have that. I'm re-changing. It's working. Like I'm already starting to feel better, but I still have an ostomy bag. I still have a stoma. I still don't have, you know, large intestines. I mean, I can try to not be grounded and act like I have large intestines, but you know, I do live in reality of what's happened in my life because I lived it. I don't have that luxury. So, I mean, if you don't know what a stoma is, you can Google it. This is what your girl is going through, okay? So my stomach makes makes noises. My Julian, you know, if you don't know, hi, I'm Crystal, and I'm out here like this. But, yeah, uh, my sister nicknamed my stoma when it was over here when I had a colostomy. Now it's an ileostomy. Um, she named my stoma Julian. So I just kept it because, you know, we're all one, and so is my intestines, no matter if it's small or large. So yeah, when I lost my large intestines and then they had to reconnect the small intestines, well it's like well, I don't wanna give it a new name. Julian's such a pretty name. So yeah, it's still Julian. It's just little Julian. So yeah, it makes noises and it's embarrassing. It's gonna get gross. If you're offended, I'm sorry. Y'all fart, right? Humans fart or whatever, or release how they release gas. You know, you pass gas. Flatulence, all the scientific names you wanna call it. What the medical community calls people with ostomies. When we pass gas, it's called belching. Your stoma belches. And I wish this thing sounded like a belch because it does not sound like a belch. You know what it sounds like? A fart. So it makes noise. And if I hear it while I'm recording, sometimes I just let it fly because I was like, you know what, we just will to go with it, guys. Julian has something to say. And, you know, it's fun. It's funny. We could do that. It's not funny. But, you know, this is how my sick... You know, humor is, is a Scorpio, But yeah, so my tummy makes noises or maybe your stomach growls while you're recording and you're like, oh my God, I can't do that. My stomach's always growling and making noises. Like I fast, I do intermittent fasting. So I won't eat till like 10 o'clock and I record these super, super early. I wake up early and I record it super duper early. Like this stuff is recorded before seven o'clock in the morning. If, I could, if That tells you anything. So yeah. Okay. And here's another one lighting for the podcast video okay it'd be so much easier if I was just recording myself in my pajamas in my bed and on a podcast mic but I have a YouTube channel I want y'all to see the video so yeah lighting all right I have found a thing I like it better when my light is off and I just have my ring light on I think it's a vibe I like it you got Callie back here shining with the don't betray. it the salt lamp i mean it's a vibe right now we out here we're chilling look at shiva mm. earlier i was struggling with lighting my son had to use my tripod that holds my ring light up right now and it's usually sitting over here so now i'm really holding my ring light it's hanging off of my tripod right now it's just hanging off near my sorry hanging off where my phone is and you know what i was like you know this will work this is gonna work now normally i would be like oh podcast is going to have to wait. No, I'm tired of making excuses. And it's like I'm manifesting this stuff to happen. Like it's, I'm manifesting my universe because I want this podcast to be so perfect that universe is countering it. Like, okay, actually you're wanting perfectionism so bad with this podcast that now you've manifested little setbacks. Okay. Speaking of setbacks, I have eczema because of this, disease that I'm fighting to cure I'm going to cure this thing well Crohn's will attack wherever your mucous membranes wherever they lie I mean that's why sometimes people's eyesight goes bad it attacks all mucous membranes they used to just say your gut they used to say that and that I mean it's gone further now rheumatoid arthritis attacks your joints and stuff like that this is how these autoimmune diseases are your immune system will attack you So now that I'm working on my gut health and, you know, fasting, and it's really helping me guys, like giving my intestines a break because, you know, it's fighting for its life, right? Is really helping me. But guess what? The disease or the dis-ease of my body is annoyed about it. So when I had the last surgery, I gained a new gift called eczema. It's not a gift. It's not a gift at all. And... I know there's skin conditions out here. I know it could be a lot worse. I totally get it again i'm I'm in that percentage of you know where i've almost died several times and I've been suffering in chronic pain since ninety eight so i you know i'm i'm i that percentage, so you can't come at me like it could be worse, especially when you're healthy. I can't stand that. don't you people who suffer from chronic pain or any chronic illness or disease or anything, and then some healthy person has the nerve to tell you it could be worse yeah yeah take your healthy ass that you know you call off for three days with the tummy virus don't come at me it could be worse anyway back to the segment but yeah now the eczema that i have it was behind my ears Oh my God, it was behind my ears. It was so bad. And I love putting my hair up in ponytails and buns and stuff because, you know, I just love that shit. And I couldn't because the eczema and the peeling and the dry skin was so bad behind my ears. It was disgusting. I was so embarrassed and ashamed. Then I, um, I get it on my face right here. I get it right here real bad and right here. Like what will happen? It feels really raw for no reason. And like it's just like my skin's burning off. It's insane. And then the next day it's dried up. And I'm like, I know I'm part reptilian, but God. <laughs> we are. We all are. It's fine. We're everything. So yeah, I joke about oh my reptilian trying to show herself. She tried to come out. So then um now, so just here and here, it's on my eyelids. And when I tell you, scaly I know I'm 47 and I know old age happens, but this isn't an old age. This is pure eczema. Like I'm, so now I'm putting eczema eye cream on. And then I developed adult acne that was trying to manifest as rosacea. I stopped that shit. I was like, okay, Crohn's, (laughs) you don't win. All right, this is where I shut this dumb shit down. So yeah, I fought that off. But the adult acne thing, which I say saying, And I looked it up, it is Crohn's related, not all adult acne, but the one I'm suffering with is absolutely um, Crohn's related. So I just did some research and I kept looking like, what is my body lacking? Because I take multivitamins. I take supplements besides the multivitamins. I take the D3s and um, I take a magnesium and potassium supplement. I take fish oil. And I do all these things. (laughs) And guess what it was? I was like, how? Like, how am I lacking this? Zinc. Zinc. So with my situation, there's times I have to double up on everything because I lose everything. It doesn't really absorb. I do suffer a lot from malabsorption. Like right now, my fingertips are great. Usually they're wrinkled because I'm consistently dehydrated and yes i drink water (laughs) i keep that thing on me just have to double up i have to you know do more because again i don't have an intestines that can break down and do the things that your body was supposed to do i just don't have it so and now i take two zinc supplements on top of the multivitamins on top of all the other supplements and my face started clearing up now i'm not perfect it's fighting it's fighting. Like, I never had acne like this as a teenager. I had a typical do, 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 but I never had like cystic, huge, painful, and these acne things, because they're not normal. What happens is I break out and then it takes a while to go away and then it leaves a horrific scar. And Then it leaves like a flaky dry patch on my face. Like, and then it's like another eczema spot. spot. So I knew then I was like, okay, this is more than acne. This is, this, this ease is upset that I'm fighting this hard. So yeah, I'm not giving up. I'm sorry. So yeah, there were times with my perfectionism, if I had a bad acne outbreak or if I had an eczema flare up on my face, I was like, I can't show up like this. My God, they're going to be worried about me. They're going to ask questions or the other side. They'll think I'm gross. They'll think I'm ugly. And then the trauma from being bullied and called ugly all my life when I was a kid. You know, it's like if you don't heal this shit, the past pain and stuff like that, it's like it will keep making its presence known in your life. And yeah, that's what I've been dealing with whack right absolutely whack so yeah acne eczema lighting stomach noises planes flying over oh me wanting the podcast to drop at a certain time on a certain day every week i wanted to start it mondays and wednesdays at 9 a.m but again we have planets out here that square and conjunct and you know all that stuff or oppose I mean all things so if you doubt and I know I wear this out but if you download (laughs) download the app called the pattern you will know what cycle you are in your life and what's been going on with you and certain things that you struggle with to this day what you were born with why it's hard for you to keep a job or why it's hard for you to keep money or why it's hard for you to keep relationships it's because of your birth charts and your birth placements and with the planets and what happened it's craziness i want things to be perfect i want things to go a specific way i want to work out every day at a certain time i want to do this i want to do that and the universe is like flow i'm like oh my god this flow thing is just wearing me out you want? If I flow too much, I'll flow right back to the void and Netflix and hide because that's what I do in the void. When I first went into the void, I was like, oh, I have failed the goddess and I can't even use my intuition. And then my friend Corey was like, you need to heal. The void is a place of rest, it is the womb of mother. So yeah, I don't see the void as a spooky thing like all these spiritual people talk about. The void is the womb, is the resting place of source. And I'm thankful for it. And I love it when I get to play in the void for a while. Last time I got put out, I got put out of the void because, you know, I just felt like I wasn't ready. And on a cue, here they come. There, there they are. There's, there's the place. <laughs> All right, guys. So I will add this. To um, the other part of the video but thank you for watching um, I'm gonna have to edit this now it's gonna take a minute but I love you and I wanted to explain to you and share with you some of the things I struggle with and how you know I, I may look like I'm showing up out here like I'm so powerful and I'm so confident that is not true <laughs> I am an introvert I told you when I um, face my shadow They threw in my face how I didn't like the internet or people or anything. And I was, you know, I didn't want to expose myself. You know, I like being private. You know, I like to hide. And this is big for me. So if you know me personally, this is why a lot of my friends are like, I'm so proud of you, Crystal, because they know me. They're just like, you really are out here. I'm trying my best. I love you. Thank you for tuning in. I appreciate you. And I will talk to you soon. Bye. I love y'all. Thank you for watching. I want to talk about self-love next time. I think I've done this already, but I think we need to bring it up again because I've been struggling with that too lately. And I know I'm blessed. I know I'm loved. I know I'm supported, but I still struggle. So, you know, I have not arrived. (laughs) I have not arrived. I love you guys. And remember, you are magic and you're divine and you're beautiful. And I love you. Talk to you soon. Bye.